Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. My name is Peter. And my name is Ashton. How are we all doing today? Good. For reasons that will not be revealed for some time. Hmm. Uh, We're all a bit sore. Ashton's lying. She's she's not good. (laughs) Why are you always lying? I couldn't put my socks on this morning. Really struggled because I've hurt my back. And, uh, my neck hurts. Yeah, yeah my um, neck hurts a bit as well. And my arms a little bit. Uh, my forearms are quite sore for yeah. some reason. Mm. I'm not sure why. Yeah, mine are as well, actually. There is, I mean, the um, the ambiguity here means that there are some people just doing a horrific sort of shipping thing in their head now, thinking that the reason all three of us are are feeling rough, that's that's that happens. If you say, oh, can't tell you why, but we're all a bit sore today, there will be a maybe five percent of the audience thinking, "I know why." I think it's probably had more a, than that. They yeah, had an orgy is that what they had yes. at orgy? A triple yeah. hump a tri- is what. <laughs> yes, is indeed. What yeah, uh, not a triple hump. No, no it's, it's and this we doesn't make anything. Do uh, this doesn't make anything better. But it was for a video. Yeah, it was for um, a video and the so internet. That video will be coming soon. And uh, what soon? It will be arriving. Arriving soon. soon. Um, at the. No, it's coming soon. So we hope you enjoy five hundred dollar tier. It will be. It will be a good video. It's one of the most ambitious, probably most professional videos we've ever made, Mm. and it will get one thousand three hundred views. Yeah, that's really exciting. (laughs) It will. So looking forward. It's got some gold moments in it, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've not even started editing it yet, and it's already. I already know it's going to have some gold moments in it. Mm -hmm. Can't wait. It's going to be exciting. Excited. Now, at the time of release, yesterday, I think. No. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. If, At I the time of release, say. two days ago, it was a special boy's special day. Two days ago? At the time of release. At the time of release, yeah. which is Saturday, right? Yeah. Yes. And it's the day after. I think it's Sunday. It's a special boy's birthday special is on day. Sunday. On, okay, so tomorrow. I don't know what day <laughs> At the, the time of is. release. I think it's on Sunday. I so tomorrow. Is it Sunday? Is it Sunday? I'm just, I'll, I'll let you, I should know. Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Right. So people can still. Okay. So tomorrow. So tomorrow. Tomorrow. At the time of release, it's a special boy's special day. That being Tiny Peter Austin, 
who's having a birthday. He's turning the big 2-0. Yeah. He's turning yes. 20. Again. It's very exciting. 10 years, 20. Yes. Uh, are you looking forward to it? I am. Yes, I am. I'm going, I think I am now at time of release away on a mystery staycation somewhere. Ooh, I've exciting. been whisked off. So Ashton and I have organized this. Of yes. Course. Yes. Hey, Peter. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to bundle him into the back of a van, blindfolded and gagged. And take him. <laughs> Just leave him in there for a week. <laughs> That's it. Leave him. We're sick of you. Yeah. yeah. Happy um, birthday now. Be quiet. Yeah. You're old van. now. Yeah. You are old. This now. is the old man van. Mm. But we couldn't let you go away without a couple of treats. Yeah. So we've got presents. you a couple of treats. What? So yeah. the birthday presents for oh, you, Peter Austin. No, you I've organised your birthday party that is happening tonight at time of recording. But we also got you a little birthday, some no. little birthday presents. We did. No. Have they just? How did I not see them in this? Do you room? know what Ben said? I need to figure out how to get these to the podcast. Did you just wait for me to go first? No, no. Uh, he just said, I I, "I'm going to walk past him with a plastic bag, and I guarantee you, he won't notice." Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, no. I chance. walked past you with it. You walked up to the printer at the same Stood time next as me. To you at the printer. I put it down, went to the toilet, <laughs> left it there, and then came back after you'd gone and picked it up and walked right into this room with it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, don't look at the address because it's it's yours. Well, no, it's not. It's not mine. That's the thing. But the thing inside the package is what you'll enjoy there. Yeah. Am I not to look at the address or? or I mean, you can look the at the audience. address, but it won't mean anything to you at okay. all. It's just yeah, just don't show the address to the public if you can. What is this? What is what this? What is it? <gasps> <gasps> I saw a nitro crate. It's oh wow! Look at that. That's fantastic. And it doesn't have any of the pretenders on it from the post trilogy era. Yeah. I don't think. Oh, that's lovely. What is it? Describe it. It's uh, yes, Describe of course. It for grandma, for those who yeah. aren't on the video version of the podcast, it is a um, uh, like a, a fan art poster uh, of Crash Bandicoot one slash two, sort of a mixture of the or three, all three of three. them, all three, the whole original trilogy, but none of the rubbish ones who have like lowercase ends on their heads and no, stuff. All the that. bosses are there. All the all the boys and girls are there, uh, except Coco. So it's just boys. She might be taking the photo. Even yeah. better, Coco's taking the picture. No girls allowed. No, no. girls allowed. The hunky lads mm. selfie, big selfie. That is gorgeous. Thank you very much. Is oh. that from like an Etsy artist or something? Well, it's actually is is from a friend of mine oh. who said, I think. Peter might like this. Yes. And and I thought you're correct. Yeah. I do. Is it so, so is it your friend's address on the It is my yeah. friend's address. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love it. Thank you very much, Ben and Ashton and Ben's friend. That's well, quite that's right. not all. Oh. Rashid. Yes. We haven't wrapped this, so could you close your eyes and I'll put If you it could in your close hand. your eyes, please. Put your hands out though. Put your hands out. Oh, hands out. So can can close your eyes. You. Can you do Just both? Watch my microphone. There we are. Oh. Oh. It's oh. It's sort of it's I, I don't know it. Yeah. It's square. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Would I be able to guess it from Pete feeling it? You no. might. Well, yeah, maybe. You give it a go if it's you It's loosely, no, it's a bit small for the PlayStation box yeah. uh, dimensions. Oh, it's a Game Boy copy, uh, Game Boy Advance copy of Spyro Season of Ice. <gasps> I'm going to have to borrow one of Game uh, Ben's Game Boy Advance. Game's Ben Boys. Game's Ben Boys. The coolest... Spyro adventure ever because you see because it's season of ice. Yeah, yeah, ice yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, thank you. Discover more than twenty majestic levels. Majestic levels. Twenty majestic levels with all new characters. All new characters who would not feature on a piece of artwork like this because mm. they're no. the new ones. No. Uh, and all new worlds. 
help Spyro to save 100 fairies. That sounds like a lot. That's guys. a lot of fairies. Uh, and we expect you to save every, every single, single one, one of them. them. That a careless wizard captured to cure himself. Careless wizard is my favorite George Michael's. <laughs> yeah, indeed, yeah. Uh, to cure himself of a big headache. Test your skills in cool new, uppercase, mini games. Yes. Wow. Mm, Jackanism. It even says TP on the back. There. It does yeah. say TP Tiny on the back. Peter. That's why we bought it. Tiny Beta approved. Now, Thank to be clear, so yeah. this is a collector's piece that may. Oh, you've already looked. You've already bashed his way into the box. I know. Well, <laughs> I did it with my eyes shut. I thought it was to unwrap. <laughs> He's got into the protective case. That's a display piece for your spy. What I assume, where you have your Spyro shrine. I haven't been to your house. So I, I do have, have a Spyro shrine. shrine. Yeah. So that can go in there. Mm. Alternatively, the oh oh they should have put it in the other way it was yeah me. they should have they should have yeah, <laughs> sorry yes they should have done they. it uh the alternative is that you crack that bad boy open and you 100 percent it and you have the worst time yes doing it if only it was a real streamable terrible time um well it is i don't want to back you into that corner but you can definitely download an iso well, I could dial it, yeah i mean yeah i could download an emulator you don't want to do that you don't no. i mean you could do a series of streams Strips. Where you just play the weird spin-off Game Boy, uh, the the rubbish Spyro and games. Crash games. Yeah. You well, that do. is very generous of. Happy Barry. birthday, Peter. Yeah, happy birthday, Peter Austin. Thank you. Well, is that... it going to stand up? Mm. You could probably lean it on your microphone. Yeah, the back of your microphone. Not at that angle. There we go. There are. we go. He's doing it. Yeah. To free yeah. my paper. Okay. Oh, oh, no, See, no, you can, do it. you can do it. It's I not going to take it. Let, it. let it believe. Let it... There we go. Oh, Fantastic. Fantastic indeed. Lovely, Thank you very display. much indeed, Happy guys. You're welcome. Happy That's lovely. Birthday. The big 3 0. The big 3 0. Big three -o. Not many people get and a copy a... of Spyro <laughs> Season of Ice. People get to 30 <laughs> for their. <laughs> no, uh, they don't. Oh, we're so old now. Um, this is, of course, a video game podcast, and it's very exciting because this is also episode 150. Uh, which mm. is a huge milestone for us. Mm -hmm. uh, each and every week, we're sponsored by a very real video game adjacent sponsor. The Birthday Boy is going to read it mm -hmm. for you right now. Yeah, I don't know if you guys know, but uh, it's really it's quite quite my week this week. Mm. It's my week. Yeah, your birthday only, week. You're the birthday princess. I'm the birthday princess. <laughs> I've had Crash and Spyro things gifted to me in this very moment. And also, a new Star Wars game has come. Oh, mm -hmm. my goodness. Yeah. Um, it's a Star Wars game that has an option, you may have seen this reported, to change the way that people speak so that they either deliver proper dialogue or sort of... Oh, really? Mumbly. Okay. Uh, but there's actually another option as well um, so that they will speak properly again. You can change it back to properly speaking. But everything they say, sort of, when they say a line, you can like hear it again in the background, getting quieter and quieter. So they'll say like, may the force be with you. With you, with you. Coming soon, mm. everyone. No, coming now. It's here. <laughs> yeah. Echo Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. I did that one in about 30 seconds before we uh, came downstairs to record. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. and what do you I, mean you did that one? What, I mean, I That's uh, real got one. the brand deal with um, Warner Brothers. Yes. Um, so Echo Star Wars. Echo Star Wars. Echo with a, with a hard C. Echo. Echo Star Wars, yes. E Echo Star Wars, yeah. yeah. Mm. Just like... Because it sounds it sounds kind not, of like not, Lego. Yeah, I not guess. a huge amount like Lego. No, it doesn't, it doesn't really. Not a lot of rhymes really. with Lego, though. Mm. No. Mm. Ego. 
Like the waffle? Yeah, like the waffle. Right. That's yeah. an American thing. You've seen Stranger Things, Peter, haven't you? Sure. Yeah, yeah. there he yeah. is. Um, I have Stranger Things muted on Twitter from when it was really popular. I know it's still popular, but like when season one was really, really popular mm. and everyone was talking about it. And I was like, get off my feet. You know, get I'm sure out of here. I've got nothing against the show, but just I don't want to see it everywhere all the time. Let's go, Star Wars. Let's go, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, Keith Cheg Chego. Chego, yeah, Keith Chego. That's mm. a good one. Yeah. Um boop, boop, boop. Just boots in German. Anyway, it's it's not real. Oh. Oh, come now. Who um, saw that coming? Who saw episode it? 150 of all places. Yeah. No, and on the my birthday. birthday, to lie to you. Brood. Absolutely it disgusting. But you're allowed to because it is your birthday. You get one so line. I guess you get one free line. As long as yeah. you don't do it at the end of the podcast as well, then we're yeah. all sorted. Okay. No, we are not sponsored by Echo Star Wars, the Skywalker Starga. It was either going to be one where the dialogue is repeated into the distance, or it was a crossover with a sort of retro gaming dolphin. I was going to say the dolphin. Uh, right. I was yeah. wondering if the dolphin would come in when you said that. Mm. Um, no, we are sponsored by our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump, where for as little as $1 per month, you can submit questions to this podcast each and every week. We have loads of other tiers available as well. Please do consider going and checking it out if you haven't already. But that's not all. We have one other kind of sponsor kind of request. What's going Go to here? Hmm? Look at that. You just got that 30 hair just now, Just got man. a floof. Well, I washed it last night and just went to bed with wet hair. So now I've got a sort of a shelf. A wet butt. <laughs> wet butt, yeah. Um... What was I saying? Facebook. Oh, Facebook. Facebook.com Sorry. forward slash team triple jump. Like the page, follow it. Uh, please get us 10K. We're very close now. Yeah. Uh, I know some people were kind of like getting a bit mardy about us asking about it, but like if you just do Are you it, really? Are you really getting fed up? There's a really easy way to There's, get us to stop asking. Uh, we told you that we won't stop asking. That's you, true. You know, that was a you know pre-warning. This. It's we're really close now, and uh, then we're going to promote our TikTok each and every week. So there, yeah. <laughs> so there. Um, uh, please do that. Thank you so much. Yeah, please yeah. Question one. It's from Richard Major, who says, "Yo, Bashta, what in gate? What in gaming control? What in gaming?" Control, control trope are fed up with. Okay, right. So you know, I don't <laughs> we think... really gave Richard the benefit <laughs> yeah. of the doubt to start with. <laughs> what in gaming control trope are fed up with? I've just started playing the Spider-Man game DLC and it reminded me I hate the rapidly tap a button to do an action. You know, the type, comma, sometimes in a QTE or sometimes to like fill a meter before your character can move a switch or leave it or whatever. Or to kill a teammate in the Dark Pictures anthology. Yes. I'm 35 years old and Oops. my decrepit fingers and thumbs just don't work like that anymore. It's not fun and I don't like it. So what are your control peeves? Love, as always, Richard. Thanks, Richard. Thanks, Arthur. Thanks, Richard. Uh, do you know what I don't like specifically in the realm of QTEs? I don't mind any kind of specific QTE you know, tap a button or rotate a thumbstick or whatever it is, shake the controller. Mm. But what I don't like is where it happens in a game where QTs don't happen all the time and you're just sitting, enjoying a cutscene, and then suddenly it's like, press X! And then you, you just miss it because you're yeah. not expecting QTEs at all. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. It used to happen in Resi 4, certainly. Um, I think we've had it in some of the... I mean, I know like Dark Pictures games... It's you kind of should be prepared yeah. for QTs, but sometimes it can go a really long time where it's just dialogue. And then suddenly, you know, something will burst through a wall or Quick. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll be like right in the bottom corner, I'll tell you what button to press. And yeah. by the time you've figured out they have to press a button, you've missed it because mm -hmm. it's, it's gone. 
And it's you've been like, oh, well, I was just chilling. I don't want to have to be on my guard at all times. No. Or if I do have to be on my guard at all times, I would quite like to just know. Maybe if there's just a tiny indicator in like the bottom corner that says, yeah. in this cutscene, there might be a QTE. Or even like Pay QTE attention. incoming or something. Yeah. I killed a lot of people. Um, full yeah, stop. Full stop. But mm. I specifically uh, killed at least two characters in um, Dark Pictures, whatever the last one was called, uh, with Ashley Tisdale. Um, uh, what was it called? The Man of Madame Little I Hope. I keep getting, it uh, says Man of Madame in my brain and that's not it. Uh, the, 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 the deep, deep, House deep of land, Ashes. House of Ashes, there it is. is House of Ashton, yeah. yeah. Did we even make that pun? I don't think we Probably did. Not. I not if we did. Um, I killed a couple of people in um, that simply by missing a, a cutscene QTE. Mm. Like that, the blonde mm. guy. Mm. He died because I missed a QTE yeah. by mm. accident. He did die. He got shot, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I remember. And the other guy died because it told you to it do it. It told me to tap X. You're killing him. You're going to so kill him. I tapped X. Let go. You're going to kill up, him. man. He can't breathe. Hey. It didn't say. Stop by Ashton. It didn't, I kind of thought that when that moment it was going, tap X to not kill him. <laughs> so I was like. Tap X to release your grip. Yeah. Yeah. Sadly not. Yeah. I do not like those either. Mm. Uh, was that your actual answer? Oh, no, I had other side? Oh, yeah, no, off, off you go, yeah. Um, I don't like it when you have to tap to run and you can't change, like when you have to tap X to run and you can't change the control scheme. Mm, that GTA. really bothers me. GTA really winds me up with mm -hmm. that. I'm like, why is this, this make sense? It doesn't. It doesn't make sense. And it's yeah. also really inaccessible to a lot of people. Yeah. And I also don't like, and it's mainly a me issue, parry mechanics. Can't do them. Yeah. Too stupid. <laughs> Specifically stupid. Can't Not just reaction out. times. Yeah. Thick. <laughs> I can't figure out people are going to attack me in a sharp enough time to block. Mm. And uh, I just can't do parry mechanics. Right. Just well, the Kano them. one was rubbish. The Kano one was rubbish. Mm, but yeah, yeah, even in other games, I guess it yeah. can be tricky. Yeah. So there. I like turning on auto sprinting games, which yeah. is something that I only discovered existed with Far Cry 6. And it was so nice not having to mash L3 in this, you know, this giant open world, mm. just holding forwards and you sprint automatically. Yeah. That's amazing. Like what a brilliant accessibility feature. It's so simple. There are so many games like that that have a sprint button. And yes, mashing X is objectively the worst variety of that because that's stupid and it's really annoying. Um, even just holding X is annoying to sprint. In like some games, do hold X to sprint. And yeah. I, I don't really like that mm. either. Um, auto sprints, good. You know, we've we've got thumbsticks, right? Just yes. And if you're if there's a dedicated sprint button, and if you're holding the stick at full extension, and that is run, say, uh, which is different from sprint, and then if you hold it a little way, you walk. Mm. Then why can't we get that full range of motion between walking, yeah, running, and sprinting on the mm. stick? I know it's, it doesn't have a huge range of motion, but I do, I'm fed up of having to press a sprint button. I'm lazy. I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> In uh, Keith Chego's Star Wars, <laughs> there is a sprint. You can L3 to sprint, but if you are, as you say, running at full full extension for more than like five meters, then they suddenly just pick up the pace. Yeah. If you're going a long distance, it's like you probably want to be sprinting now, right? So yeah. it sort of lets you jog. And then if, if if it's like, I don't know, you're, I guess you're in it for the long haul here. Mm -hmm. you, you just auto sprint. So it's kind of a mixture of the two. I yeah. don't really love having to push in the thumbsticks for most mechanics, to be honest. It's not, not my favorite thing. Car horn. Mm -hmm. The honky car horn I can allow, but I don't always love it for like melee attacks in certain games. Like I don't like oh, having right. to push the thumbsticks. I the just find that butt. like 
I can't always tell like if I'm pushing it down enough, which sounds like really silly, but like when I'm pressing a button, you can, you know, you can press a button and you can see it's been pressed, but I can't always, especially with uh, Final Fantasy I've been playing this week, I can't always tell if I've pressed the sprint button mm. to like run because sometimes he just doesn't do it. So mm. I'm like, well, I don't know what's going on. Have I not pressed it? <laughs> I don't but like, I don't love that. It doesn't happen so much anymore, but uh, certainly, I mean, I my mind goes to Halo in particular. Um, I don't like, uh, pressing L3 to crouch uh, in like an FPS mm -hmm. because usually that's different. I find that more annoying than sprinting um, because normally if you're sprinting, you don't require like any kind of finesse. You're just legging it across a battlefield or whatever. But yeah. if you're crouching, it might be because you're sneaking or whatever. So you're you're pressing down, but then you're you might not be then moving your thumbstick to the full extent. You might just want to like also go slowly. So I find it more difficult to press down and hold it down and then do a slight kind of thumbstick movement than push it full whack mm -hmm. and just sprint across a, a field. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I think that's a bit of a, a tricky combination. In terms of QTE stuff, which generally I don't mind, mm. and thankfully I haven't seen this so much and you don't see it so much anymore, but it's the, the twirling thumbsticks one where mm. you've got to rotate the stick around really fast. Yeah. That just feels so alien and unnatural and it's kind of uncomfortable to do. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. That's the that's the worst QTE one yeah. for me. Isn't there an option, and it might have been in Mars Morales and maybe not in Spider-Man, that you can turn off the tapping? You can just press it instead probably i think mm. there's a way Don't of know. doing Sounds it right. definitely was in miles morales but i can't remember if it was in the original spider-man like you say it's an accessibility issue sometimes so mm. yeah and which and that's something that's improving uh day by day seemingly in the gaming world so it wouldn't surprise me if you know more and more games were doing things like that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh the last one i've got is uh holding buttons to interact with things that aren't skipping cutscenes I am not yeah. really a huge fan of contextual hold button things. Like if there's a button prompt, just let me press it. I understand it for things like if you're watching a cutscene, you accidentally mash the controller or you drop it yeah. and it skips and that's terrible. You should either have to hold a button for that or it should confirm that mm. you want to skip the cutscene. But like there have been so many times in games over the past few years where I've walked up to something, pressed a button to interact with it. And, and then had to sort of squint at the screen and say, oh, no, I've got to hold, I've got to hold the button mm. to do this. Why? Why are you doing, why are you doing that to me? Especially when it's not that. all the time. Like it's just yeah, sometimes. Yeah, it's just sometimes. Yeah. Just for just, some doors you have to hold uh, triangle, yeah, I don't, but for I other like doors you just tap or whatever, it. Yeah. yeah. Sort of a new kind of post-Destiny development where you just hold it, hold bloody decks to confirm everything. And I just, I hate it. Like mm. it's it's unnecessary. It's con It makes sense contextually sometimes. But oftentimes, as you said, it's not used clearly throughout the whole game. It's just sort of only for this thing. And I'm not a huge fan of that. But that's, you know, that's a tiny minor quibble. You know, not, not that fast. Worst thing annoying. is, like, in holding it, like, as soon as you start holding it, maybe there's, like, some kind of contextual indicator. Like, some, the, the device you're using lights up, mm. but it has to be lit for, like, three seconds. So you, like, just press it and it, like, flashes. And you're like, okay, did I... It did something. And like, oh, wait, no, no. I guess that's supposed to light all the way, you know. And mm. so it, you don't even necessarily notice because you press the button and something happens and you're like, oh, that light came on. What? Oh, no. Okay. No, no, no. I've got to. Yeah. yeah. You'll almost brace your immersion a little bit because your character looks a bit silly. Yeah. Like yeah. Kratos winds up to hit something with his axe and then he goes, ah, oh, mm. and lowers it back down again because you haven't held it for long enough. Yeah. yeah. 
Anyway, there we are. It's time for a section we've never done before, isn't that right? Yes, we're doing it especially because it's Peter's birthday week and he is the birthday <gasps> oh, princess. The it's time to talk about what we play in. Oh. Mm. It's what we play in time. Time to talk about what we play in. Peter, as it's your birthday mm. and you never get to go first, Mm-mm. you're going to go first and tell us what you play God. first. You're spoiling me. <laughs> uh, I have played a little bit more of what I played last week, which uh, is um, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, uh, continuing to be fine playing that game. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm having some fun. Um, okay. I still don't really like the overall kind of design of it. Um, it's not, in some ways it's not for me, but I'm not like actively not enjoying myself mm. and I have a reason for playing it as well. So uh, that's that's okay. But in other news, of course, the new Lego Star Wars game came out. Uh, I got a copy yesterday at time of recording. So I've only played like an hour or so. I think when we all got to our respective homes last night, we probably were quick to go to bed. Um, maybe went to <laughs> yes. bed a bit earlier. Foolishly not, but yes. Oh dear. Um, but uh, I did play a few hours and I'm sure by the time this podcast goes out, I will have been playing a lot more of it. Uh, I love it. It's great. There will be... There ought to be a quip scope on the channel for it by now, so I'll I won't go into too much detail. But uh, it's very charming. It's very beautiful. There is so much to it. Like I, they were quite kind of keen to sell that aspect of it in the promotional material. So it wasn't. It's not a surprise to me that it's really quite um, thick. Thick. Uh, but it is still a surprise to me that it's quite thick. I was like, okay, I knew it was thick, but not this thick. Uh, so that's great. And then there's all kinds of like fan service and kind of, you might be aware there's a subreddit for specifically for prequel memes where they mm-hmm. just do like, you know, I don't like sand or I am right. the Senate and stuff and just jokes about that. And there's a lot of that kind of humor where uh, I saw a screenshot on Twitter this morning where it's just some side mission between like C-3PO and another droid and they're just out in Tatooine. It's nothing to do with the story because there's loads of side missions you can do. Uh, but uh, C-3PO says, oh yeah, uh, this is a Tusken Raider camp uh, where the men live, but not just the men, but the women and the, and children, the children too. too. Yeah. And you know they've just like done silly things like that as well. So I've laughed out loud a few times already. You've um, lolled. I've lolled. Lulled. I literally lolled. Wow. Oh um, spoiler for... The very first moment of the Phantom Menace, um, when Qui Gon and uh, Obi Wan are approaching the the Trade Federation ship, and they they get up on the video on the Skype, um, yep. the Trade Federation leader in the background, Palpatine is still on the the hologram, and he's going, "Oh, am I am I still in shot?" <laughs> and they're just <laughs> that's good, yeah, That's pleasant. just things like that. Like that. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to playing more. Nice, Ashton. I have been playing some final fantasy 7 i played most of i played that most of the weekend um i'm on like chapter 9 just got to the wall market and i've been having a really good time i whacked it on easy so it wasn't like i didn't have to faff with the combat but i've still died a couple times to certain bosses um but yeah i've been really enjoying it the game is stunning and just great my favorite part about it is that sometimes when characters don't speak they just kind of grumble and moan to themselves about like how they're feeling mm. they'd be like cloud what's wrong and he's just like <laughs> and i'm like huh Hello. use your words cloud no, um, he doesn't do that and i'm really excited to like 
do the rest of the story. I never played the original and uh, I was talking to MB while I was playing it the other day and he was like telling me all this stuff about it and like really just being like, yes, this is like just the beginning of the game and there's things that weren't in it. Because I was like, how would this be in the original game? Mm. The certain bits I was playing and I was like, I don't understand how mm. this is like translated over. Like, I was like, there's a motorcycle chase. Yeah. And I was like, how is this going to be in the original? But um, but apparently there was one. Oh, yeah. So, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I've been really enjoying it. And I keep asking Ben if I'm getting story elements right. And he's like, I'm not going to tell you if you're guessing things correctly. I'm, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm just making educated guesses. These are things that I think I'm figuring out. And so he's like, well, I'm not going to spoil it for you. I'm not going to tell you. Um, but I've been really enjoying it. And I'm really excited to keep playing it. And I've also been playing some more Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. And you enjoying it anymore? I am okay. not oh, okay. sure. I, oh man, I feel so rubbish that I'm not enjoying this as much as I wanted to enjoy it. And I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm not liking it, but I just don't think I'm enthralled by it. I just kind of find myself relatively indifferent to it. I want to play it because it's a game that me and Ben can play together and it's a game that I've been waiting for for a while. Mm-hmm. However, I don't know if I am loving it. Well, I'm not loving it. I'm oh, I'm liking I'm it. Not I'm not it. loving it. I also I just think that like there's just something about it that just doesn't have like it doesn't have a, a sparkle for me. There's no like little twinkle in Tiny Tina's eyes. No. Um I've finally got the ability to multi-class, so I'm now two classes and that means I have a little bird friend and I also have a little mushroom friend that just I just send out to fight but I find that the skill trees are really boring like there's nothing really like interesting about them and I also can't change the names of my little friends which I'm really sad about when it's named the mushroom but I can't give him a different name he's just called mushroom companion and I was like (laughs) boring um yeah the MC and I yeah I'm enjoying it and I've been playing some of we've played some most days this week um I just yeah just don't love it and also I don't like how much the controller vibrates when I play the game like the dual sense is sometimes really good like it's one of those things that GTA did it really well like you can feel when your tires popped in the controller Mm. when you're driving Tiny Tina, every time you crouch, every time you jump, every time you sprint, any little thing that you do on the controller, the controller vibrates like crazy to be like, you are, you have jumped and landed. And I'm like, okay, I didn't really need this vibration. And I feel like it is literally constant. Your character's knees must be like bends. No, that's why it's vibrating so much because your controller's cracking. Yeah. But I, every time I move, I'm in pain. But yeah, I I really want to like it. And I'm I'm really like enjoy I'm enjoying it when I'm playing it. I'm just not sitting there with like a big grin on my face. Like I'm not being like I'm having a great time. I'm kind of like, okay, I'm well, we can go time. and do this and then we can go and find the dice. It sounds like a job. Uh, and then we can go and maybe do this quest. And things are still broken in it. Like it's it's still janky. If you start the game, you have to wait like five to ten minutes for your quest log to show up, which is annoying. Um, the encounters are boring and I honestly can't stand them. Whenever I get put in an encounter because I've like bumped into an enemy in the overworld, I get, I'm annoyed. I'm angry that I've been put in this encounter. And I think it's, and it's just annoying. They're boring. They've got no personality and it's, and it's upsetting me that they've- It's just like Pokemon. I think Ashton, 
that you should stop playing this game. No, I maybe. don't want to. But I don't it, want used, to. it sounds like you're really not there's, having fun. There's so many bits of it that I'm enjoying. And there's so many bits of it that I'm like, why have they done this? And people say it's really good. People have really enjoyed it. And I want this to like finish the game because I've played all of the Borderlands, regardless of whether I've like mm. not liked some parts of them. And I don't want to like not finish it. Don't be the first one yeah, that you don't finish. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm going to finish it. I'm going to keep playing it. I'm about a third of the way through, I think. <sighs> I just, I'm, <laughs> I'm really disappointed. But like, I just don't understand why people really love it. And I just don't, I'm just not vibing with it. I don't, I don't know what to say. Mm. No. It's sad. Sometimes that happens though. Sometimes a game comes out that you're really looking forward to that you just, it just doesn't hit just, the way you want it to. It's just not hitting. It's just not slapping. Yeah. Why is it not slapping? Why doesn't it slap? I don't know. Gearbox. Come on, Gearbox. Come on, Gearbox. You know why? Because Patrick Fenn doesn't work there anymore. That's why. Yeah, yeah, could be. He was single-handedly keeping that team together. Your boy. And yeah. now yeah. he's left. He's, you know, that it's studios, just, they're just, just Randy. Yeah. It's, it's just Randy. He's unchecked now in his yeah. power. That's what I've been playing this week. Ben, what have you been playing? I've also played a, a bit of Wonderlands, the smallest, smallest possible bit, because I went to go, I went down south to visit some friends for the weekend to watch uh, Russell Menania. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. um, it was a lot of fun, but it was several extremely late nights. And uh, I arrived on the Friday evening. The first part of WrestleMania was on Saturday evening. Uh, so we stayed up. We got three. Uh, we got two TVs. They were playing split screen. I was playing on my own because I'm the best boy and I deserve a screen all to myself. Right? Yeah. We can all agree. And also that. split screen is Yeah, let them horrible. have that. Um, so we played for maybe an hour and it was about... 11 p.m. and we were all you could feel the energy just like slowly leave the room as we were just getting more and more <laughs> tired these these three 30 year olds like oh, just can't do this anymore like we used to do when we were at school yeah uh, all night so yeah we got to i've only played maybe an hour where i was barely aware of what was happening and then and then i quit uh, quit the game and went to bed but I haven't touched it since and that I'm feeling sad about Wonderlands for a different reason because I haven't had enough time you to haven't had time to play it, play it. Yeah. and I am not entirely sure that I'm going to have enough time to play it before the next podcast either because like, before the next game <laughs> yeah, we'll be before, <laughs> before Wonderlands 2 comes out because I've just got so much going on yeah uh, that I just I don't know when I'm going to find Such the time a busy boy well that's it like everything has the past two weeks everything has like just come together so that I am back to back mm -hmm. oh I've got something to do when I come home from work oh I'm away this weekend oh I got a half day because I've got to drive to this place and it just hasn't stopped so I haven't had time to do any of that and I'm looking forward to playing more but my goodness if it isn't a reskinned Borderlands 3 so it is. it's not necessarily a bad thing or it is I don't know I'll find out at some point. Apart from that, I've played a little bit more Elden Ring. I uh, went around, collected some stuff that I haven't done before and found some mm -hmm. things I haven't seen before. And that's fun. That game is obviously still amazing. But mainly now I'm just jumping in and helping out friends. Um, it's just something to play with. Uh, my friends who haven't finished the game yet, just pop in and, and beat up stuff with them. Uh, the biggest thing I played this week is Lizard Lady versus the Cats Platinum Edition. Yes. Beg your pardon. Um, Lizard Lady versus the Cats Platinum Edition. Right. Which is the uh, long-awaited sequel to uh, Lady in a Leotard with a Gun, which I have maybe spoken about on this podcast before, but also maybe not. It was 50p, and I bought it as a joke, and it is literally my first Unity project. Oh, is it? Except it's I think horrifying. it's made in Unreal, but it is that. It's my first made Unreal out of, project. It's made out of terrible assets. Um, it's 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 dreadful. It's really awful, but it's so cheap. And the first game was sort of achievable in its platinum, so I did it. And then when I saw there was a sequel, 
was like, well, I've got to get this. Also 50p. Um, I want to show you what it looks like. It's been sat on my uh, on like the 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 home screen of my PS5 for a few weeks now since I bought it and like had a little play with it. But the trophy difference between this one and the last one is that you have to in the last one you had to complete each level without dying and there'd be a trophy at the end of it. This one you Jesus have to, Christ. This, oh, the walking animation. This one you have to finish the entire game without uh <laughs> without getting hit by a single bullet. Is that your clip, Ashton? No, that's you Ben that? sent that to me. Oh, that's ben. Ben. Ashton I saw I saw called an, me out. I was on my PlayStation and I saw that Ben was playing Lizard Lady versus the cat. And I <laughs> he'd shown us this when we were around one time playing a different game, and I was like, yeah. so I just sent a picture like Interesting Saturday morning entertainment, mm. Ben. I had an hour to kill before my friends were up and we were doing stuff. So I thought now's yeah. the time to go back in, try and beat this game without getting hit by a single bullet. And I did it, got the platinum and nice. we're away. Now it's been deleted. Can't wait for the third one. Good. Very exciting times. Uh, the last thing I played and there should be a quick scope of this available is Moss Book 2, mm. uh, which I've been really looking forward Very to. Jealous. Uh, VR game. The first one was wonderful. It's been a good few years since it came out. I think 2018 is when it I think we were idiots when it came out. Yes, yeah. I think we were. Yeah. And uh, oh, it's so lovely. It's so lovely. And I really, you know what, I've actually... Not only did I set up my PlayStation VR for the first time in three years to actually play it, but now that I've got it set up, I'm just sort of, it, my living room looks like an absolute mess because of all the cables, but yeah. I'm just kind of leaving it there because I, I really want to finish it. So I am going to go back to that. Um, as mentioned in the Quipscope, though, a lot of the traversal and platforming is kind of a gigantic pain in the ass mm -hmm. because there are certain ledges you can clamber onto but they're not very obvious at all mm. um and so often i've found myself running around stages just like i don't know what i'm meant to do I'm just, just like jumping, jumping around the blind ledges, ledges. Yeah, yeah things not really sure what i'm meant to do so but it's really good and uh, you can go listen to slash watch the quipscope for more information about that let's have a question too now oh. this comes from fitz poople hello bap do you have any in-game habits that interrupt the flow of your gaming experience? I, for example, while playing any kind of shooter, have to reload after every shot or every other shot at most. This, of course, interrupts my firing rate and often leads to an unnecessary in-game deaths. While I'll never break the habit, it does slow down my progress quite a bit and pulls me out of what would otherwise be a fluid experience. <clears throat> You're all the best. Fitz Poople. Thanks, Fitz Poople. Thanks, Fitz Poople. Thanks, Fitz Poople. I've got a gaming habit I've uh, talked about with Ben before, probably on a very early episode of the podcast. And at the time, he was very, he, I think he, he could have laughed at me and called me weird and nerdy, but he didn't. Okay. Um, so now's your opportunity to, you know, second chance. And Ashton, you If too. I remember what this is. Um, this isn't some, this is something I choose to do. So in that sense, it doesn't interrupt me. Like I'm not, I don't feel inconvenienced by the fact that I do this, but I still feel like, I'd get a lot more out of games if I didn't do this, or I'd get more out of games quicker if I didn't do this. <laughs> when I play kind of open world uh, RPG games, particularly the ones that come to mind are like Bethesda RPGs, so Fallout and uh, Elder Scrolls, I refuse to uh, do anything in game that my character wouldn't know about apart from through the normal course of the game. So if I know... Well, you can, you can just go and like, if you want to, for example, I mean, in Oblivion, if you want to be, if you want to join the Dark Brotherhood, you have to kill someone, right? Mm -hmm. And then you get a visit in the night from, from what's his name. Um, and if I started a playthrough thing in, right, it's going to be like a, I want to do like a Dark Brotherhood character. I want to do like, a, you know, that kind of thing. So first thing I'll do is I'll just go and kill someone so I can get in the Dark Brotherhood. It's like, no, no, no. 
no, my character wouldn't do that. They wouldn't go and just like murder someone out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. So I have to like play through the game until something sort of happens where it makes sense for me to murder someone. You like to uh, role play it a bit more. I role, I, I'm, I, yeah, I just, I heavily role play even games that I've played over and over again. And I know like how to like get to certain bits or how to cut corners. I'm like, no, that's, I'm not doing it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to start as like an amateur thief and I'm going to be like doing a robbery in someone's house, and then it, maybe it go it goes goes wrong. Like I botch it, and then I have to murder the person. Right. Um, but you know, I really could just go in the first house and kill the first person I see, and then go to sleep if I wanted to. Um, that's just an example. But I do that. So in Resident Evil, any of them, for example. Yeah. Are you meticulously making your way around until you have all parts of a key or code, like like a like a passcode for a locker, even if you remember what it is? Or do you wait until, even if you know where the key is to be found, do you wait until you find a hint that tells you where the key is to be found? Or are you uh, not so strict in that sense? I'm not that strict. I would probably... I, mean, I don't think I've, there's ever been a situation where I've remembered what like the, the code to a certain door was. But even if... I did, and I know that like you're not supposed to know until you find like the note in the desk or whatever. Mm. I will probably wait until I find the note in the desk. Right. Um, but it's it's something I don't necessarily apply as much to something a bit more linear like that and a mm. bit more focused. Like it's more of an RPG where I'm playing as my own character, kind of a thing. But well, you yeah, won't just immediately head in a beeline for the skeleton key, for example, so you can just lock, exactly lock, yeah pick anything without breaking. Yeah, it. so I wouldn't do that necessarily. Right. Like if I know where a certain item is. I, I prefer to just kind of find things organically. Um, That's fair. I don't. I've probably not done it every single time I've ever played Skyrim or whatever. Like there, there will have been some exceptions, but yeah, generally I like to just get into role playing. And I'm like, no, my my character wouldn't know that, so I'm not going to do it yet until I, I hear a rumor or something. Um, it's just just how I play those games, I guess. Mm. But it slows me down in that sense. Uh, Ashton, I have, as in question one. I have an inability to block attacks. I don't know when they're coming. And I, regardless of how often like I fight an enemy and if I'd know like how their pattern is, I still cannot do it. It's like I just don't have the ability to. And the amount of times I just forget that I've even got a block or dodge mechanic is honestly a problem. I just don't, I just, it's like my brain forgets that I have the ability to dodge. And sometimes when I do dodge and I still get hit, I get extra mad because I'm like, I've, Finally remembered I, I have tried. the ability. <laughs> I still got hit. Um, I don't know. I don't know why I can't do it. Like it's like I I can't really read enemies and like figure out when they're gonna attack. And it's it's quite infuriating. <laughs> oh, um, I don't like it. It's very annoying. Meanwhile, big boy Ben there is playing yeah. Batman Arkham on the hardest setting, which has no. Absolutely not. Apart from visual cues, he had to just I read am the movement of the enemy. Like that guy looks you like he's. Batman. You want to take a swing at me? It looks like he's about to take a swing at me. So I counter and I break his arm, but I don't kill him because Batman doesn't kill. He just maims. Yeah. Um, My know. character wouldn't do that. Three Batman wouldn't kill this man. Recovery. <laughs> Batman wouldn't kill him, but he would break his leg. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. Um, yeah, that, and also I often get distracted if a cutscene is too long. And maybe we'll start doing something on my phone. And then there'll be about two to five minutes after the cutscene's finished. And I'm just stood there where I'm not playing the game. I've got <laughs> distracted by something else. And then I go, oh, I was playing the game. And then I go back to playing it. So whenever I get my like final, when I finish the game and it's like, you've played this game for like 23 hours. I'm like, if we just take off like two hours of me just getting distracted halfway through and standing there for 10 minutes, then 
I think I've done a pretty good job. That's good. That's <laughs> good stuff. The block one's definitely more consistently annoying in most games. When I was a kid, I used to think that maybe when you're playing a game that the developers could just like see what you were doing yeah. that they had like a whole row of monitors of everyone playing and i used to think like oh I bet but they're a bit bored like watching my character stand around while i go for my tea <laughs> or whatever yeah like, oh they'll just be like why is that guy not playing the game mm. um i'm talking like ps1 it's era, because you i'm know? watching tiktok the, yeah. the connected to the internet console ps1 they're always yes. watching yeah always, always watching always watching Ben, uh, yes. do you have any habits? I do have some habits. Mm-hmm. Um, I also reload after every single uh, firefight in, in, a, in a shooter of any mm-hmm. kind. Always reload compulsively. Um, similar to, to what <clears throat> you thought, Peter, of like, oh, I wonder if they're, they're bored watching me. Mm-hmm. Um, except, well, it was, sort of, it was more sort of like my head cannon that in, I don't do this anymore, but I do sort of at the end of like a play session, especially in an RPG, I'll try and like wrap up the evening's events in like a nice little bow, whether that be go back to my house, Mm. sort all of my chests out and put all all the stuff into the correct folders, Um, you know, replenish all of my healing items. I always go back and try to like save and finish the game in a nice central location where I'm safe. So Elden Ring, I'd often finish. Elden Ring, (laughs) I would not always, but I'd often finish up at like the round table hold, which is the central area or firelink shrine in a previous game, you know, just just somewhere it's safe, where it feels safe. Like I'm going to leave this character. Yeah, I need to to leave them somewhere safe. Mm. And it's not even a conscious thing. Like I like I'm considering them a real person. It's just sort of it just feels right Mm. to leave them somewhere safe. Um, I've told you about this before, Peter, but when I. Uh, had Spyro Year of the Dragon, which is the best Spyro game. He agrees. You are? Sorry, no. <laughs> Season of Ice. Yeah. Season of Ice. Careless Wizards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I used to, after anything I did later in the game, would come back to the first hub area. The first? Specifically the first hub first area. First hub area because there was a nice little like waterfall spring oh, yeah. stream. And I'd let Spyro have a little paddle around in it because mm. he des- he deserves he it. He deserved it. After he's the, the all best the, boy. After all the crap he's been through, I used to take him for a little swim. Uh, yeah. That's not something I do anymore, though, because that would be psychotic. Uh, what I actually have brought along as my um, example, and I think this is a very common one, and you'll probably both agree, is that I never use rare consumables. I always yeah. <laughs> save them. Um, I, I would rather use several bad, cheap healing items instead of one more expensive good one mm. um and so by the end the elden ring the perfect example currently i have an inventory full of the the rarest most powerful items that i will never use mm. because i might need them someday yeah. yeah when i don't know you can't take it with you when you die well I don't okay. i'm gonna give it a bloody good go yeah, yeah i'm gonna give it a bloody good go so that that's my that's my main one I just won't use the rare items. Mm-hmm. I won't. I, I think I have them. They sit in my inventory and I'm like, oh my God, I've had this the whole time. <laughs> I oh, didn't even know. I've been using berries to heal Alternatively, in like if it's something like Borderlands, I just accidentally sell my stuff that I was planning on using almost every mm-hmm. single time. I'd be like, Where's that spell gone? Well, the tiny team is specific, but where's that spell 200, gone? 200 like Borderlands really dollars, hell yeah. Spell, and then I'll go to find it in the buyback and it's not there because I sold it like too many items ago. And oh I'm like, dear. darn it! When we played, well, when this? I played Turn B2 on stream, um, there are there's items called magic wings that let you fast travel because otherwise you have to linearly run all the way through the world, like from one level to the next to the next. 
And uh, I was using them really sparingly for the first few streams because I was like, you know, we've only got so many of these. And I said, eventually we get like an infinite use. Uh, there's a dog that you can it, that can fly and you ride on his back. Okay. Um, and so I wasn't using my magic wings. And then when we finally got the dog, I've like, I was like, oh, I've got these magic wings now in my inventory. <laughs> so then I was just using them left, right, and center. Like, I'm not going to use the dog that had been waiting. We've been waiting all this time for the dog. I'm not going to use him now. I'm going to mm. use the magic wings first and get them cleared out before we start flying around the dog's back. Um, and I still had like eight left at the end. But <laughs> sounds like a euphemism. Yeah. yeah. Flying around on the dog's flying back. Flying around the dog's yeah. back. Yeah. Well, that's a bit strange, isn't it? I would say it is a bit a strange. Bit peculiar, maybe. Uh, perhaps. Uh, could it be weird? Weird news? Yeah. Yeah, it could be. Weird news. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. It's weird news time. It's time for some weird video game news. Oh, looks like Peter gets to go first again because it's this his birthday. Well, I'll go first reading the podcast producer, <laughs> shall I? Because um, it's Is my that birthday. What you meant? Yeah, that's yeah. that's exactly what that's I meant. What I right, meant. I will go first reading the names of our podcast producers who support us on Patreon. Yes, uh, and they get their name read out in every single podcast. Thank you for sponsoring Weird News. Thank you, Nathan, Gabrielle Philippink, Josh Plain, Sean Legg, G.Y. Goliath, Corey Duffel, Ellie Nicholas, Erica Hutchinson, Melody Elbonet, and Katie Garrett Jarrett. Garrett Jarrett. Thank Thanks. you so much, podcast. Have we ever had clarification on Patreon? I don't for that? think so. Um, Katie, it's on YouTube. Please reach out. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know, Katie, what's going on. Next podcast post, just, hey guys, it's actually Garrett would be. Jarrett. Jarrett. Yes. Harrod. Garrett, like Greg's, would be really. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've got a weird news. Can yeah. I go first? Yeah, okay? yeah go you on. Can go first. It's your birthday. You can it. do what you want. You're the birthday princess. This, I am. This weird news, you can submit weird news to us on Twitter and Facebook. We do posts uh, every week asking for weird news. This weird news was submitted by Peter Austin, birthday princess. Whoa. Um, he found it all by himself. Bet he's handsome. Yeah, me too. I bet he's 30. Yeah, or oh, nearly. 
Well, he is by the time this goes out. Two th- no, he's not. 2001 <laughs> demo for previously unknown Gex Jr. leaks online. Ooh. This is weird. The game was a spin-off of the Gex series, possibly built for kids, and seems to star Gex's son? Mm-hmm. So by Zach Svison. Gex is back, but not All Harris. right. <laughs> But But not how his fans probably were hoping for. Instead of a new game or remake, fans can check out a demo for Gex Jr., a never-before-seen PS1 spin-off of the original Gex franchise. This new demo has surfaced online over 20 years after it was seemingly abandoned. The new unfinished demo for Gex Jr. comes courtesy of Just Zoot and has been uploaded to the fantastic Hidden Palace website. Uh, The demo appeared with no real warning, just showing up yesterday, surprising many and confusing most. Uh, This was uh, written on Sunday, so it came out on Saturday last week. Um, The uh, read that. Thanks to Just Zoot, you can watch a short video of the demo in action below, and it's been embedded in the article. You guys can check out the links. In the short demo, we see Gex Jr. quipping away like his dad, question mark, with references to who wants to be a millionaire and Darth Vader being Luke's dad, things that were already dated in 2001. (laughs) The demo has a January 2001 build date. The demo seems to be set in a movie theater-like level and Gex Jr. collecting cans of soda. Each time he collects one, he makes a gulping noise that is now seared into my brain and will never be forgotten. (laughs) I never want to hear Gex Jr. gulp again. The simple level design and objectives coupled with the game's name and overall look seem to imply this game was going to be aimed at kids or younger players. You might, like me, have a lot of questions now. For example, here's one. Does Gex Jr. imply Gex has a son? Does that also mean Gex flips? That's exactly where my brain went. <laughs> yeah, like, who is Gex Jr.'s mom and what happened? Uh, and unrelated to all that, was Gex Jr. a game developed for kids? Did someone really think the world needed a kid-friendly Gex spin-off? Bex. Uh, That's what his mum's called. Sorry, Karen. Bex. Very yes. good. Uh, or Lex, possibly. Mm. Uh, well, I prefer my one. Yeah, yeah, Bex is better. Yeah, thank you. Uh, also, who was that He's person? He's the birthday prince. You're right. I like Lex just as yeah, much. I yeah, I like Lex more. Thanks. Uh, so I don't know how well you two know Gex from the PS1 era, but it was a... I don't at all. Okay, well, so... <laughs> I wasn't alive. Here's a picture. If you imagine this, but without the T-shirt and backwards cap... Of the wow, sort of, is that Gex Jr.? That's Gex He's Jr. He's so cool. Wow. Um, but Gex, the first game, I think the first two games were si- like 2D side-scrollers, uh, but the third one was Gex 3D, and it was that kind of mascot platformer game. A lizard? Uh, a lizard, a gecko. A gecko. Gex the gecko. That makes a sense. Gexo, yeah. A gecko. Um, and I think it was Crystal Dynamics, but citation needed. Uh, but he uh, was um, in a kind of, I think he got sucked into a TV and so there'll be a lot of pop culture references. There was like a Looney Tunes level and there was like a, um, a martial arts movie level and right. stuff like that. And all the way through, he would be just doing references to pop culture, making like strange jokes about films and TV shows and like celebrities mm. and things. And some of the humor was a bit kind of out there as well. Um, so the fact that they were then seemingly planning a child-friendly spin-off is a bit strange. It's not quite Conquer, 
But it's a bit like Conquer Junior being like a kid-friendly game, you know, mm. uh, or Duke Nukem Junior. Um, possibly. Not, it's not that bad. Uh, so if you want some unreleased demo prototypes and other odd bits of gaming history, check out some of the other stuff on the Hidden Palace website. Uh, and that's the end of the article. So uh, there we go. I saw someone describe the game as poochifying the most poochified video game character. <laughs> it is a little bit, yeah. That makes total sense. When are they going to get to the fireworks factory? <laughs> Ashton, it's your turn. Thanks, Peter. Um, I don't know if this person is the same person or there's just some kind of Johnny telepathy, but this was submitted by Jonathan Wang on Facebook and Johnny Mac 13 on oh, Twitter. Okay. So there's some kind of John convention happening, maybe. Hmm. And it comes from Games John Radar. John Con. John Con, exactly. Uh, it comes from Games Radar by Austin Wood. Halo, the official cookbook, will make you the master chef. This August. Very good. Get it? Wow. Like cheap? Master Chief. Master Chief. Chief. Finally, we can sample the Spartan diet for ourselves. Halo, the official cookbook, is a real thing coming this year with over 70 recipes somehow inspired by the storied shooter. Written by Victoria Rosenthal, the author behind the equally inexplicable but apparently pretty good cookbook like for the likes of Final Fantasy XIV, Fallout and even Destiny, the Halo cookbook will launch August 16 with hardcover and digital versions. It's promising awesome appetizers, sumptuous snacks, decadent desserts and main dishes to fuel even the hungriest of Spartans on the longest of missions. Video game cookbooks are surprisingly common. Heck, a Witcher cookbook was announced just three days ago. But this is one of those cases that really makes you scratch your head. Is there food in Halo? Is a story involving humans, some modified superhumans, but humans nonetheless... Sorry. <laughs> so surely someone... <laughs> so surely someone had to eat something at some point in history of in the history of the series, but we honestly couldn't tell you what they ate or who they were. Food has never been a focus of Halo games, so it's more of an assumed necessity than a feature. This makes you wonder what the heck those 70 plus recipes are based on, but also gives the cookbook a blank canvas to work with. The cover of the book is our only clue for now. It it imagines such alien food as churros, club sandwiches, triple-decker burgers, stir-fry, fried fish, and cocktails. That is rubbish. There will be just weird stuff though, like grunt eggs yeah. and you know and kind of just be deviled eggs yeah, yeah. just put them like painted blue dye or yeah. yeah as eager as we are to try these never before seen dishes we're also hoping for to see some weird fun stuff that plays with halo lore obviously there's going to be a chicken sandwich called a moa burger hmm. there's a give that's a given and we're fine with it commit to the bit hit us with some halo halo yes that's a, oh halo halo is a real thing but halo halo obviously play on words right um sell us on group recreate the chef special offered at the pillar of autumn food dispenser according to the halo wiki we can be we can't become the master chef with 70 familiar recipes that just happen to have halo nouns in them and all right we'll quit beating around the bush we need to know if you can deep fry the flood and then it's something about the halo tv show okay but there you are they're making a cookbook weird i mean it asks the question whether um uh, food exists in the Halo universe. Do you guys remember? There's like this weird meme that was like people thought had been confirmed by an official source at Bungie, but then I think it turned out it hadn't. That said, uh, I think somewhere it says that Master Chief's suit like deals with his his sewage somehow. It's just like information that you don't need. Remember mm. when the Harry the Harry Potter universe was like, oh yeah, yeah, wizards used to just like crap their pants and then like 
<laughs> magic it away. Yeah. Uh, it's like that. And then like this weird thing started going around that um, Master Chief suit tosses him off. Uh, and it's <laughs> Whoa, yeah, it's Jesus like this meme. Christ. By all means, read your news. But uh, there's this, I don't think I can now. There's a meme in this in the Halo community that Master Chief suit tosses him off. Okay, um, there's got to be a cleaner way to say that. Well, I, I I was trying to be clean by not using the W word. Jenkins would have been fine. We would have got that. Jenks him off. James, that, James no, James. no, we're not off. Okay. We're not doing any. There's nothing. There's no off happening. Right. Okay. All right. Um, Masturbates for him. Thank you. There Master, we are. Uh, Master yes. Chief. Master Chief's yeah. for him. Tickles um, his pickle. Yes. Uh, Master Chief. Stop. <laughs> Stop it. Stop that. I'm just going to get you some context. I want. I want to see it. You won't There's see no anything, Ashton. I just want to see the meat. The the meme. The meat. <laughs> I just want to see, see the meat. Is that so much to ask? Yes, it is too much to ask. Um, we should get the cookbook and do some cooking on of the main menus. Yeah, know? we should. But it'll just be like we made a sandwich. But it's this, the it's sandwich Halo from Halo. Theme. Same is the Witcher cookbook. Do we know if that's going to have actual recipes from the There'll Witcher? There'll probably be lots it? of interesting medieval Stews. inspired stuff that'll be yeah. pretty cool. I'd have a thought. roast. Stew. Roast spook bird. <laughs> I mean, there's literally a Kotaku article entitled, no. Who Mas wrote it? Maddie Myers. Oh, damn. Okay, He's I thought it was going to be one of our boys. No, Master Chief suit does not jerk him off. Stop. Um, I wanted to, when I discovered this, I wanted to bring it as weird news, but it's it was written in 2018. So I learned about this like a year ago and I was like, that's perfect mm -hmm. for the podcast. Bring it but... next week. No, you're okay. not here. No. Bring it the week after. But uh, yeah, it was apparently like someone someone pretending to be uh, an official Halo source said, "Oh no, that was it." They they showed a, a, a photo of a page from an official book that they had doctored. Right. Uh, so it looked like they'd just taken a photo of like the new book that come out. Oh my god, look at this! And like mm. tweeted it, and then that was like spreading around. That was the source of it, I think. So. Okay. Um, but no, it doesn't. But he eats apparently, so he has some needs. But does he flop? That's the question. Does he flop? Does he flop? <laughs> Does he flop? Uh, my news is from PC Gamer, and it's written by, I'm going to say, Jorge Jimenez, I think. Mm -hmm. And the title is, Gamer says Razer headsets saved their life from a stray bullet. This was actually submitted Ooh. on Facebook. Was it actually? Yeah. Damn it. Would you mind I'll finding find out? out? Sorry, I completely missed that. Uh, the bullet entered their bedroom window, struck a wall, and then ricocheted off their Razer Kraken, they said. Ooh, yeah. Last Wednesday morning in Torrance, California, an 18-year-old gamer was apparently saved by a Razer headset when it deflected a stray bullet. The shot glanced off their Razer Kraken headset after piercing that. You got it? Yeah. It was uh, submitted by Ernie Arrowsmith. Oh, thank you, Ernie Arrowsmith. Oh, thank thank you. you. After piercing their bedroom window and ricocheting off a wall, no one was injured in the incident, though, though the victim reported a lingering headache. Oh, should probably go to the doctor. You'll definitely get that checked out. Hello to everyone who sees this. Enough underscore dance underscore 956 wrote in a Reddit post last week. I'm trying to get a hold of someone at Razer to thank them with all of my heart. Wednesday morning at 10.30 a.m., a stray bullet went through my window and hit the Razer headphones on top of my head. If it wasn't for the headphones, uh, if, if it wasn't for the headphones made with good quality... I would I would have been a dead kid at the age of 18. I couldn't even imagine all the pain my family and friends would have been through. 
Um, in part because the Reddit post was made near April Fool's Day, it was met with heavy skepticism on the site. Some accused the poster of staging the shooting to score a free headset. Enough Dance 956 responded to the suspicion with a second post which included photos showing the bullet hole in the window, the indentation of, on the wall from the first ricochet, and the bullet on the bed where it ended up after striking the headset. A Razor rep told us that the company was not behind the post nor aware of the incident before it appeared on Reddit. This is not an April Fool's prank, at least not from us, they said. We've reached out to the community member already to thank him and at least get him a new headset. Thought they might do that. Yeah. Uh, so, Mine's yeah, got a hole in it. <clears throat> wow. wow. Ricochet. Mm. Bullet. Bullet. Headset. Oh my god! Through the headset. Just went through the top of the headset. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean that is. I thought it was going to be less, less of a bad hole on the headset. Fewer, fewer, fewer of a hole on the headset than that, and like you know, lost most of its momentum on the wall, and maybe just went ding. But no, like that that looks like it actually saved his life. Yeah, he could have died. Would have gone into the top of his head there. Mm. That's my weird news. Good story. It's time to move on. Question three. Question three is from Conroy Milk, who says, Hello, Bap. Hello. Hello we often Conroy. talk about bugs and glitches in a negative way. However, sometimes they can be quite fun or even helpful. Mm. Have you ever experienced a bug or glitch that's made your game more interesting slash fun instead of causing the usual frustrations associated with them? Keep up the great work, comma, Mr. Milk. Thanks, Mr. Milk. Mr. Thank Milk. you, Mr. Milk. Thanks, Mr. Milk. Yeah. I've I... talked before. Milk. Yes? No. It's okay, okay. I can wait. My <laughs> turn. I've talked before about uh, how uh, me and my uncle used to play Halo. And uh, in Halo 1, there is a bit where um, it's, it's many people's favorite level. It's the beach one. What's it called? I, I don't remember. The beach one. Uh, the silent cartographer. It's Are you going to talk oh, about yes. the, the quad bike? Yeah, the the um, the warthog. Um, so you can. there's a couple of warthogs to drive around on that level. And at one point, you have to go into a building's interior and the door is slightly too small to get a warthog in there because you're not supposed to get a warthog in there. <laughs> Fortunately, there are two warthogs in that level or more. Uh, so what we did was drive one down the ramp into this corridor, down to the door at the bottom and had it right in the doorway. Uh, and then the other person was behind them and drove down the ramp at full speed and mashed it through the wall. Uh, and then we were able to like drive a car in a bit of the game where you're not supposed to have one. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> um, so I've talked about that before. But another one that came to mind as you as I was reading the question uh, was when we did uh, Skyrim Zoo. There were all kinds of glitches in that. Uh, that's at Vidiot's a series that we did in Skyrim um, that just kind of played into the story. One in particular was that uh, the whole premise was that responsible zoo owner was going around just collecting animals to keep in his zoo in Rifton. Um, and we said, oh, we should do a rabbit. And we're like, okay, yeah, yeah, fine. Uh, and we're like, well, it's a rabbit's a bit, it's a bit small. It's not much of a spectacle. So let's just get a really big rabbit because you can scale things up using um, like console commands. Mm -hmm. So we had this giant rabbit. And the way that responsible zoo owner used to capture his uh, animals was that we killed them in game, but the the sort of the story or the law was that he was using kind of sleeping uh, poison right. on on arrows. So all we did was, or it was like a paralysis potion, wasn't it? Mm. So we like poisoned an arrow with paralysis and shot this giant rabbit. But the game didn't like that we had ragdolled a 
tiny rabbit that had been scaled up to huge proportions. And it just sort of folded in on itself and its legs were going everywhere and it just went up into the sky and <laughs> flew away. And yeah. for the next God knows how many episodes, five, six, seven episodes, uh, it was it became the Rabbit King and it was like the antagonist of the entire story. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that worked out pretty well. As it a did. It did. It was very funny. Yeah. Um, all manner of things happened in that series that played into the story. So glitches can be good. Yeah. Mm. Um, I could only think of one specific example example, oh, example that I could remember um, was I was playing Ratchet and Clank and I can't remember if it was a 2016 like movie remake or if it was the um, original one. But there's a part of the a level where you have to like run through a pipe and the, it's like filling up with water and you don't want to drown. And I was playing it and, and Ben was watching and... I kind of just was running through and I was like, oh, I'm going to drown. I'm, I'm not going to make it. And then the water just kind of passed me by and carried <laughs> on. And I was like, huh, okay. So I just finished the level without this water being any issue. And nice. MB was like, how have you done this? I have n I've played this game like six or seven times and I have never seen this happen. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, just get good. Um <laughs> I used to, we used to make a joke that if is a game Ashton proof, because I could find a glitch or a bug in most games. And I still do find them. Um, because you play games like no other human being yeah. that tested them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just unequivocally chaotic when playing a game that no one can anticipate what I will do. Mm -hmm. um, so we used to make jokes whether they are Ashton proof or not. And most games were not Ashton proof. But that <laughs> specifically was one of the examples where we went... This game is not Ashton <laughs> I can still break this game. Um, and also, obviously, Far Cry 6 has many glitches, what I thought you might talk about Far Cry 6. Because oh, you man. had many a glitch. I had when we so played. many bugs. But they were quite fun because you just get yeeted in the sky for, like, no reason. Yeah. It was good. Good times. They were good. I mean, yeah, Far Cry 6, it was... I wasn't even going to talk about that one because it was... Every time I'd play it, something <laughs> strange would happen. Yeah. Being pushed through the the wall of a building that you're not meant to go into so i'm just stuck inside this prison that i can't escape from yeah. um i guess not so much helpful as perhaps funny yeah exactly yeah mm. definitely not helpful mm. um there was a bit where and i think i spoke spoke about it on the podcast where one of us got pushed under the map this happened a few times getting pushed under the map um and because i was playing in co-op you get too far from someone you you i don't know how it decides who gets spawned on who i think it's whoever's hosting I think not. Not the case. No, not, not, not in this. Not, not in this instance. Uh, so my friend got pushed through the map. I was then spawned under the map next to them, and we were just free falling, uh, just forever into mm. the abyss as the world got smaller above us. Mm. Then the entire screen went black, and we spawned in an extremely low poly version of the final city of the game. Oh we, yeah, we were nowhere near getting to, and it was just like. <laughs> What is happening? How has this happened? Uh, so that, there was an endless source of entertainment, um, but it was, yeah, really weird. Um, in terms of helpful, oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I can use it in the sense of helpful, but Dragon Age Inquisition was uh, famously a bit of a, had, had quite a tortured development cycle. Mm -hmm. They were being forced to make it, Bioware, this is being forced to make it on Frostbite engine which was part of the reason why anthem was such a disaster and mass effect andromeda was such a disaster as well um 
And so there are things in that game that you shouldn't really be able to do. Like one of my skills for my character was some some sort of like forwards roll, evasion roll thing, but I could use it to just go up on hills and bits of scenery. Because although there were these big open areas, largely they were just quite linear paths mm. through, you know, valleys or whatever. Mm. But I could really just mess stuff up by climbing on top of things and I would fall through stuff. And if I could see that, basically I'd try and Skyrim it. So if I could yeah. see my objective was just up a hill to the right, I wouldn't go, I wouldn't follow the path round. I would do everything in my power to roll up that hill. Mm -hmm. And it often ended in quite stupid ways but that that you know it saved some time and uh, i got stuck in all sorts of strange places and that was that was quite entertaining in a game that otherwise was was all right it was all right dragon age inquisition uh but that's that's it really i can't really think of anything that was um you know helpful but it definitely made the game more interesting and fun mm -hmm. have you ever had uh i've seen clips of uh dark souls or bloodborne bosses mm -hmm. just roll off Bridges. I mean, whether you call that a glitch as such, I don't know. But people are like only halfway through getting down a massive health bar and then they just sort of dive off the edge and, and it says so-and-so defeated. Yeah, yeah. I, th I think I've there there are there is one boss in particular where you're meant to you're actually meant to do that All right. in the original Dark Souls. But yeah, that does happen sometimes. I actually had that happen in Elden Ring. I was fighting a big scary enemy who didn't have a boss health bar, but does act as a boss in mm. another part of the game. He's got this crazy rolling attack, and I was on a bridge, and he just went boing and just rolled right off the cliff. Yeah. Cool. Cool, that's great. <laughs> nice. And then he just teleported behind me, oh. which is like, that's not allowed. You died. I would die if I went down there. Why? <laughs> you're, you're clearly not designed to roll off the bridge that has big high walls, but he hit it with such velocity that he just went wee and just <laughs> flew over it. And then he spawned behind me with his uh, with the same health bar. I felt a bit cheated oh, by that. that is uh, yeah, you can cheat out of that. Yeah, there we are. Right, it's time for the big, big discussion. discussion. It's big discussion time. Time for the big discussion. It comes courtesy of Samuel Benson, who says, Hello, Bap. Hello, Sam. Hi. Well, E3 has... And happy birthday, Peter. Thank happy you. birthday, Peter. Well, E3 has been officially cancelled for 2022. In this ever-changing digital age, do you think there's still a place for game conferences like E3? So, got a couple of things here. This is uh, an article from the 7th of January from Video Games Chronicle. E3's in-person event has been cancelled for the third year in a, in, a, in a row. Sorry, Organizer blames risks surrounding COVID-19 for the latest cancellation. No word on a digital replacement. So, obviously, this was a couple of months ago. Mm. They've since confirmed that there was going to be a digital event instead. As of the 31st of March, also Video Games Chronicle, now E3's 20, E3 2022's digital event is cancelled too. The ESA had previously cancelled the in-person version of the event. Uh, this is the statement from the ESA. Uh, regarding the cancellation. We will devote all our energy and resources to delivering a revitalized physical and digital E3 experience next summer. Whether enjoyed from the show floor or your favorite devices, the 2023 showcase will bring the community, media, and industry back together in an all-new format and interactive experience. It went on to confirm its intentions to hold an event next year. We look forward to presenting E3 to fans around the world live from Los Angeles in 2023. Okay, so... That's not happening, is it? Yeah. That's probably not going to happen. Um, what do you think? Are the in person in 2023? I, I just don't know. The, how, how do you come back from I think this? the fact that they've... It's becoming less and less relevant. Yeah, the fact that they've cancelled the digital this year. Like, 
I don't think it's necessarily a bad idea to have cancelled the physical, like COVID-wise. Yeah. I know in a lot of places around the world, certainly in the UK, a lot of people and companies done. and government officials COVID's are saying, over. hey, we completed COVID. Well done, everyone. Um, but, you know, if someone is going to say, well, actually, no, we don't think it is done. We're going to be sensible and cancel it physical, you know, mm. a physical event. I think that's probably a, a sensible thing to do. Um, but I think it's a bit odd that they've cancelled the digital version. And I just wonder if really it's a bit of a smokescreen for the fact that they sort of know the writings on the wall. And maybe this year they were like people, you know, we've contacted people to to do digital conferences with us, uh, digital presentations. And maybe some of them were saying, no, we're not going to do it this year. Ha- we're hanging out with Jeff. Yeah. Instead. Jeff Keeley's taken over. They might have thought, oh, it's not going to be very good this year. So let's just cancel the whole thing and hope that we can get everyone back next year. I don't, I mean, I've no reason to believe that other than just those those facts that have been presented. But it just seems odd to have canceled the digital version, I think. Yeah. I wonder if it, if it didn't make any money. Like, because obviously in an in-person event, you can sell tickets mm. and people will pay to come and to see you. Um I wonder if the digital version just didn't make them enough money that they it cost for them to promote and put on. It was weird last year. We got we got press accreditation for the digital event and I logged in to see it and it was like this this strange app where you like created an avatar and you could go into different rooms with other people and talk about what was it was and then there was the greg miller like the the presenters of e3 Mm. but they would just talk about the stuff that had been shown at e3 like they would Mm. know it was really weird like it was such a strange thing that just was not i didn't feel it was very accessible or interesting yeah and the state of e3 is something that kind of comes up on the podcast you know every every four or year. five months <laughs> yeah. yeah um and you know we've said before that it's it's clear that more and more people are kind of thinking we're not going to do an e3 presentation Still we're going to do something either in the very same week or the day before it starts as off uh, as ea often do uh or sometimes it's not even i mean last year i don't think people necessarily did it in e3 week there was like stuff in like like weeks later as well. Yeah. I remember yeah. there was a bit of a run of did it a couple yeah. Of weeks later. Um, so I think that's just becoming more and more common. Everyone's realizing well, we can just do our own thing to our own deadline, have all the focus on us that day, um, and you know choose to show what we want to show, go on as long as we want, record it all uh, beforehand if we choose to do that, and not worry about technical issues live. So I can see the appeal uh, from, you know, if you're a video game publisher or developer and you're feeling like, well, I want to do a presentation, but I'm not going to do E3. I'm going to just do it on my own terms. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of makes sense. So, I mean, to answer Samuel's question, do I think there's still a place for game conferences like E3? I think if E3 was happening in the way it used to, mm-hmm. you know, in the sort of, good old days to be a, a granddad about it i think everyone would enjoy it and i think be like oh e3's back that's great but i i don't think it's going to happen i think it's it's a dying thing mm. personally i think if if it was in person i think people may like companies may return to it Maybe and so. i think e3 would have a resurgence but i think with how easy it is to put on your own showcase and just do it yourself the digital platform that e3 had wasn't quite good enough for a lot of like places. Like obviously Sony left and haven't done E3 for a couple of years now. 
And Microsoft did like a really tiny presentation. Did Microsoft do a presentation at E3 or was it that they do their own thing? They had a Bethesda. Yeah, Microsoft Bethesda, Bethesda, Bethesda yeah. yeah. But I don't know if that was at E3. I know. I think they did that. Well, Because it, it was when I... Because E3 do. was when I... I hadn't started yet. Yeah. It was like the week before I'd start I started with you guys. And the Microsoft Bethesda conference was when I was in an Airbnb after I'd started. Mm. So I don't think they were they did a I, I honestly can't remember because Microsoft are a are a like a big proponent of E three. Mm. Um and you know they're they're a they're a card carrying member of the ESA or at least several principal people are and, and so are many others of, of you know that, mm. that aren't taking part in e3 but even so i can't i honestly i can't remember no, but it I seems really very remember. strange if they didn't take part in e3 because they they have been one of the biggest mm. proponents of it but i've got think, activision to promote as yeah, well because i remember but devolver digital definitely did something and then there was a couple of other companies but i remember this last year's e3 didn't have anything very special. It was just... I don't think, or that I can remember. just a set of dates. Like that, That's yeah. what mm. we've discussed before about E3, is that while E3 might not exist, everyone agreeing to come together during that week and doing their own stuff does exist. Mm. Because as you said, there are so many satellite events now from people who used to officially be part of E3, but now aren't, but they're also still there, but they're doing their own thing the day before or the yeah. day after. And of course, Big Jeff... Stealing E3's thunder a bit. You've got to talk about Big Jeff with yeah. his Game Awards, Summer Games Fest, uh, a, a Gamescom opening night live. Like He's got three major events each year now um, that, that are appointment viewing. And they are pretty yeah. much everything that I suppose E3 kind of wanted to be in a sense. Because we know that, and as we've spoken about before, these companies that may usually go to E3 can have their own streams and mm. they do and they have been doing that the whole pandemic since it started and some even before um jeffrey's platform offers people an opportunity to be seen by millions of people but not necessarily have to put on their own stream yeah so while game conferences like e3 might no longer exist as a physical thing that people can go to or maybe even digital like this. I still think that week is going to be earmarked as this is the, this is the time in the summer where everyone comes together and puts loads, like over the course of a week puts there's there's twelve streams mm -hmm. for example yeah um, I don't think that's un, unlikely but I what are we going to do about predictions this year now well we'll have to know who's showing up who's going to do what and, and then we'll nightmare. we'll go from there work out a duration because there are I'm sure last year there were a couple of things that happened like two weeks later or something and it's yeah. like what mm. what do we call e I guess it's E3 week but mm. got to hope that people do still keep it focused on one week Jeffrey's primarily. big video game jamboree is yeah we'll call it going I also forward. just think that maybe everyone doesn't need to do a conference well, I think that's it. And especially with, you know, your, your kind of smaller updates like directs and things mm. throughout the year, sort of, you know, when those weren't so much of a thing, you built up a bit of a, you know, a backlog of, oh, here are all the things we can announce and yeah. show trailers for. But now if we're doing, you know, if Sony and Nintendo are doing little, little bits throughout the year, little updates, there's not as much to kind of, you know, get through mm. in E3 week. Yeah. I mean, it makes me sad because... Yeah. I one of my career goals was always to go to E3 mm. at some point. I it just always looked so cool, and it's gotten sadder and sadder and cancelled, and then sadder and cancelled again. And we will see if it, it ever comes back. I'm not hundred percent sure. I don't know that physical game conferences are necessarily vital to the industry. I think they're good for consumers. Like mm. I'm, 
looking forward to going to EGX again when we can. We're going to get cancelled this year. But I don't know if it's been cancelled this year, but by all accounts last year... I'm going to look. Last year was not... I mean, one of the main reasons we didn't go is because they just didn't have any games. To yeah, show. that's yeah. right. It was just their lineup was really bad. There, like and there was three just no... kind of m- mediocre, semi-interesting games, and everything else was I've already out. Heard of or, or was already out. Yeah. yeah. So that you know, mm-hmm. those for for consumers, absolutely. I like going to a games convention and playing games and buying old video games. I don't meeting need. Simon Miller. Meeting Again. Simon Miller. They've cancelled EGX Birmingham, but EGX London still going ahead. Okay. I don't really know what that means EGX wise anymore because they used to have Rezzed, uh, yeah. which was the indie one and then they had a the, the full fat one. But either way, um, yeah, e, uh, E3, I don't know that it's coming back. Um, I don't necessarily know that it'll be missed this year because I do genuinely think that we'll still get a Capcom stream, we'll still get a Microsoft Bethesda stream, uh, stream. we'll get an EA stream, we'll Nintendo get probably. we'll get Jeffrey, we'll get uh, Nintendo, and be like the only difference would be is that E3 is on and they are, are official partners, and that mm. would be it. And I don't really think that that necessarily benefits them because mm. what kind of promotion are they going to get when they're going to get exactly the kind, same kind of exposure? If they do it by themselves. Yeah. yeah. It just doesn't mean what it used to mean. Um, that's a shame, but you know, well, when uh, it does sound like it's been mismanaged into the ground based yeah. on various reports over the years. When Microsoft and Sony own every single games company, we'll just have one big Microsoft conference. Yeah, and then the next Sony day, one. we'll have a big Sony Well, you one. say that. We won't. Sony will stay quiet for three yeah, years. And then, and then they'll say the day of, oh, yeah, we're doing a stream tonight. Yeah. And then we'll go, all right, what are you going to show? And they'll talk about. Uh, side panels for the PS5, <laughs> and then and then we'll go rubbish. Thanks. What are you doing? What are you doing? It was worth my time. It's it sure was. What we need is for Microsoft to buy Sony. Yeah, and then, that's and what that make the, the game Microsoft games perfect. games event annual. Yeah. Well, there's no E3 this year, but that big Jeffrey's summer game jamboree that's coming around really fast. Yeah, that'll be here before we know it. it so, and of course, we will we will be covering it when it comes out. Live streams, predictions, relevant lists, that sort of stuff. But yeah, we're gonna have to come up with a better buzzword to because we've had so many lists about E three cringe moments and stuff. Yeah, we're just gonna have to come up with some vague catch all term for the summer. Time Game Street. Jeff Keeley warmed our hearts. Yes, yeah. Pop Boy. And then and then the next. Times Jeff Keeley made us all cringe. Really disappointed. Yeah, really, I don't really like Jeff Keeley. <laughs> I used to like him, and I just have I don't like him anymore. What's up? What's Weird up with vibes. That? Just, Bad you vibes. think he's a bit strange. I think he's a bit strange. He's, he's just okay. missed, missed the mark on a couple of occasions. I think he's just kind of like. I don't know. He seems a bit robotic sometimes. Yeah, but he kind of gives me Mark Zuckerberg vibes. Yeah, uh, yeah. To be fair, I get that. I'm like, you know, without without knowing the man. What's your deal, Jeff? He did, he's done an awful lot for video games. Are you a lizard? Um, and I'm a, I'm I'm a huge fan of his work. Mm. I don't know much about the man himself, but no. uh, I look Squid forward vibes. to. I look forward to Summer Dashton. I look forward to Summer Games Fest. might be listening, Ashton, don't I look forward with his lizard ears. I look forward to Summer Games Fest. um, And please don't kill us, Jeffrey. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks so much. Wonderful. Well, of course, you can let us know about everything we've spoken about today in terms of your thoughts um, in the comments or on social media, that sort of stuff. Uh, the Birthday Boys are now going to tell you various places where you can find us on the internet. Hello, we're Team Triple Jump. You can go to youtube.com and twitch.tv forward slash Team Triple Jump to see all of our videos and live streams. Uh, when we are streaming on both YouTube and Twitch, we are modded by Lob Rotovich, Trailing Badger, and Mr. Black. So if they tell you to do something, bloody well do it. Yeah. Stealing your your thing. I know. Uh, if you've got Amazon Prime, 
speaking of lizards, uh, <laughs> you can get a free Twitch sub as part of that. Um, so why not spend that on us if you like? That'd yeah. be good. Lizard boy Jeffrey Bezos doesn't mm. doesn't get your money then. Yeah, we do. Well, we do. he still well, kind of goes to him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. but we get a little bit whatever. out of his pocket. You mm. indirectly support him, but you directly support us. Yeah, yeah. you give us a little sprinkle of his money. Mm. A little bit of Jeffrey Bezos berry skin. dust. <laughs> Twitter.com and Facebook.com <laughs> forward slash Team Triple Jump. That's our social media presence where we do video content, announcements, live streams, and things like that. Uh, Fraser looks after it. Thank you very much. I say that there are social media presence, but I mean, all of this is technically social media, such as TikTok. TikTok.com forward slash at Team Triple Jump. It's our TikTok. Yes. You can see Ashton and Fraser on there and me once. Uh, and we've also got a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash team triple jump for early worst and weirdest games ever. Questions on the podcast, podcast producer, paintings, things, whatever you like. Go and have a look. We have a website. It's triple j dot mup. That's triple j u dot mp. Guess what it spells? Jump. Jump. <laughs> if you want to join our Discord, you go to triplejerk.mup forward slash Discord. Our lovely community will hang out on there and chat about all things gaming and not gaming sometimes. Mm. On Discord, we're modded by Jack, Joe, Tori, and Hollow Eyes. And if they tell you to stop doing something, bloody well stop it. Um, if you want to listen to the podcast in its audio forms, maybe you're going on a mysterious holiday for your 30th birthday this weekend. Maybe you're a princess. And you're the birthday princess. And you say, I want to listen to something in the car on the way. I'm going to listen to my favorite podcast as the birthday Me. princess. I can't think Me. of anything worse <laughs> than sitting in the car listening to the Triple Jump podcast when I'm meant to be on holiday. But it's not your work, so you will enjoy it. Yeah. Um, you can go to your jet.mup forward slash podcast. Um, if you want to watch any of our live stream VODs, there's many a week, so you may have missed one. You can go to your jet.mup forward slash VODs. And last but not least, if you want to buy some sick and cool merch, this is not on the website, this one, but this one is. This one. This is just a great t-shirt underneath. Yeah. Um, you can go to triplejumpshop.com. Make sure you're following at triplejumpshop on Twitter for the latest merch announcements. Mm. We saw some artwork for some new merch today. We and did. it's very cool. It is. I, I really it. like it. We're it's being so mysterious today. I know. So cryptic. We've got so, so many, many exciting, exciting things, things to talk about. Yeah. Pipeline. Yeah. Love, a, love mm. the pipeline. Yeah. Why not follow Peter and Ashton? On Instagram and Twitter at that Peter Austin and at Scrambled Ashton. I'm at confused underscore dude just on Twitter. Lists, we do those every Monday, every Tuesday, every Wednesday, and every Thursday. Mm. The streams we do every Monday, every Tuesday, every Wednesday, every Thursday, every Friday. On Thursday, it's the joint stream. Blaze it. Every Monday, every Tuesday, every Wednesday, and every Friday are the solo streams on Twitch. Don't blaze it. The joint streams on YouTube. Worst games is fortnightly. Friday for patrons of a certain tier. Sunday for everybody else. I don't like this voice. I like it's it. It's kind of freaking me out. No, no, carry on. I don't like it. Unleash the lizard. That sounds really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Be a lizard. The podcast is every Saturday. Blaze it. And we do shows once every other week. Go and check out the channel. You'll find stuff there. Why not leave a five-star review on iTunes or your platform of choice? It helps something to do. 
with Al Gore's rhythms. I really don't like it. It's really freaking me out. Facebook.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. Uh, go give us a follow there, please, if you would. It's the weirdest games ever week, month. Week, month. Yes. Week, month. Yeah, I mean, so it's already gone out if you're it's a, a week month. Patron. patron. Of content. Um, but it, yes, it is. But uh, that will be going out tomorrow at time of release on my birthday. On Peter's yes. birthday. We filmed it when Ben had COVID, but we didn't know he had COVID yet. He went home that Wednesday and then Thursday tested positive for COVID. It was the dancing one. The dancing oh, yeah. One. I just felt kind of under the weather. Yeah. Ben yeah. wasn't very well. Man, I feel terrible. I was having an incredibly bad day that day. And then we filmed it. And I, Kieran's made some magic because I thought that, like, that was really bad. Like, I really thought we'd filmed it was really bad because we were both not feeling great. Peter really, like, soldiered through and was carrying the team well, but, Peter's the dancing but queen. it's actually it's actually turned out really good and kieran's done some great work with i it. am the theresa may so, of yeah. triple chump yeah I strong like and think. stable strong and st- weak and wobbly um <laughs> you can also go to facebook.com forward slash team triple jump if you want to support us and pay our medical bills we don't have private health care but you know it, we could if you pay yeah us, mm. if you let us yeah. um, also go listen slash watch those quips codes that we mentioned earlier on right peter Time to end the show with the sponsor, please. On a real high with an excellent um, sponsor. Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. (laughs) And then can can anyone do dolphin noises? Do you want to add that in? (laughs) Is that a mouse? Yeah, a little underwater mouse. mouse. Echo, Star Wars. Echo. But you have to sort of lean into the G. So Echo. 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 Echo Star Wars. The Skywalker Saga. I'm sorry. Um, Bye, everyone. Bye. Happy birthday, Peter Austin. Thanks. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.